Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you, mighty God. We praise your holy name. Oh, glory to your name forever. Oh, glory to your name forever. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> oh, bratos telebrande sukata alamandish. We thank you for who you are. Blessed be your name forever. Thank you, Jesus. I want your, your faith to be set. A very few times in my life where I primarily function as a teacher, but there are very few times in my life when the anointing of God is visibly placed on my life for the material needs of people to be met. And from this moment up until we get up to the faith conference, I like your faith to be active because there is an anointing that's going to cause a shift in your life. And there is an anointing that's going to cause things to research. And I hear that in my spirit that there's going to be a reset. There's going to be a reset. There's going to be a reset. And I'd like you to latch on with your faith and take a hold of that. And believe that and receive that. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Is your faith active? Oh, ask them one more time. Say, neighbor. Is your faith active? What did they say? Yes, we believe God. Amen. Let's give the Lord a, a big hand and let, let's have a set. Praise God. It's good to see every one of you again. How many of you came for the rally? Uh, very few people. Okay. Those who came for the rally, did you have a good time? I didn't hear you. Did you have a good time? Yes, make them feel jealous for not coming. Praise God. We did have a good time. Amen. And um, we are going to have a super, super conference. Uh, like I said before, there are a few times in my life where the anointing of God is visible, placed in my life for the needs of people, for, for speaking the blessing of God over people. And from this moment up until we get up to the faith conference, I like your faith to be active. I like your faith to lay hold. Because there are certain things in your life that God is about to shift and God is about to move to the next level in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's pray and let's get into the word. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And to get our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding we come forth in and through your word in Jesus' mighty name. We're looking at something that I call taking the limits of your life. And um, like I said, you know, Brother Hagin used to say that he had a teaching anointing very strongly in his life. The, the teaching anointing and the anointing of to stand in the office of a prophet. And... Um, Praise God. Praise God. All right. Uh, just a moment. Sound to come back on. Praise God. All right. So, Brother Hagen used to say that he had the anointing of a prophet uh, in his life. Uh, 
and the teacher's anointing a lot of times in his life, but very few times the anointing to preach came on him. Okay? The anointing to preach came on him. Now, there are certain times that the anointing of God comes upon a pastor or comes upon a shepherd for a specific purpose. The anointing comes in for a specific purpose. And so, I, I want us to be very sensitive in these moments that we are, because there is the anointing of God in my life for this season, for material needs to be met. Praise God. And so, I'd like you to lay hold on it. I'd like you to believe God for it. And I'd like you to trust the Lord that whatever is wrong, in your life, and whatever needs to be set in place, would be put in place in the name of Jesus. Alright, so we're looking at taking the limits of your life. Of your life. Taking the limits of your life. And one of the things we want to look at is very practical steps on how the limits can be taken off your life. What to do practically to enable that to happen. Praise God. What to do practically to enable that to happen. Taking the limits of your life. Let's look at the definition of the word limits. Something that bounds or restrains or confines. Something that bounds or restraints or confines. Something that binds, restraints or confines. What are some other words that can put up the lights? We're going to lose a lot of light bulbs with this. Put put up those set of lights. Sorry. Okay. Alright, so let's look at what does the word limits mean. It means something that bounds, something that restrains, or confines. Something that bounds, restrains, or confines. What are other words for limits? Yes. What are other words for limits? It means to bound or boundary. It means a cap, confine, end, extent, limitation, line, or termination. So when we talk about taking the limits of your life, we're talking about taking those boundaries. Or taking a cap, or taking a ceiling, or things that confine. You know, it's like you get to the point in your life and this just looks like a circle. You never progress beyond that point. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're trying to deal with. And I want you to, to be very sensitive in the spirit because while I'm also teaching, practically what's going to happen is that the anointing of God. It's going to go through your life and it'll start resetting things in your life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Something that bounds, limits, restraints, confines. 
Other words that can be used for this is boundary. A cap is like you say, this is the limit. This is how far something can go. A ceiling, an end, an extent, a limitation, a line, or termination. The sad reality is that God can be limited in your life. A man can place a limit on God in his life. And one of the things we want to do in this service is to identify the sources of limitation. There are subconscious limits that we've placed in our lives because of several things. Okay? So limits are consciously engraved in our lives and our experiences mirror these limits. So unconsciously, deep on our inside, these limits are just put in there and our lives begin to reflect. Our lives are like mirror images of these limitations. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5. These unconscious limitations build strongholds. Let's go to, yeah, it says, go to verse 4. Let's start from verse 4. And let me show you something here. Verse 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. Divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. It says, We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. What are the things that we are dealing with? Speculations. Speculations. That have built strongholds on our mind. You see, when we talk about spiritual warfare, sometimes we always want to look at the spiritual side. But one area we need to look at very strongly when we deal with spiritual warfare is Thoughts, minds, speculations, arguments. The scripture says that there are certain things that have been raised up against the knowledge of God and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So the weapons of our warfare are dealing with these thought patterns that have limited and have restricted us. The, these arguments and thoughts become established patterns in our lives that will take a warfare mindset and mentality to break off in our life. In Numbers chapter 14 and verse 27, something interesting happened there. Numbers 14 and verse 27, we're talking about taking the limits of your life. Numbers chapter 14 and verse 27. It says, how long shall I bear with this evil congregation who are grumbling against me? I've heard the complaints of the sons of Israel which they are making against me. Say to them, as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I'll surely do to you. Scripture says what God said to them is what's going to happen to them. What, what, what they said to God. And what did they tell God? We can't get into the promised land. We are like grasshoppers in our sight. These guys are going to eat us. And God says, listen, that's what you will get. 
These were limits that they placed in their life. And like I said, from now up until the faith conference, I'd like your faith to be very, very active because certain limits in your life are going to be shattered in the name of Jesus. Financial limits are going to be broken in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to step into impossible places and things that have been like caps in our life that are going to be removed and our life is literally going to get to the next level of our engagement in the name of Jesus. It says, the limits that you place in your life cannot be exceeded by God. The limits we've placed in our lives are expressed by our words. And this now becomes our reality. This becomes our reality. You see, when you belong to a local church, belong to a local church like ours, it's always good to be sensitive to the times and the seasons and be sensitive to the anointing that God is putting on your shepherd for your sake. And like I said, up from now, this moment, up until our faith conference, we want to deal with certain limitations in your life. And, and put your faith on the line. Believe God for those things that are, you know, it's like your life always going round in circles. You move round, round in circles like the, like the Lord told them, the children of Israel. He says, you've gone round this mountain for too long. It's time to do what? To take your journey. Activity without progress is going to come to an end in your life in the name of Jesus. And you are going to experience massive progress. Did I hear an amen? And he says, these arguments become established patterns. And those are the things we want to deal with. The sad reality is that man can place a limit on God in their lives. And God has no option than to respect those limits. And that's why I want to help you today and Wednesday to help you identify those limits and take them off. I am personally believing God for some mighty, mighty things to take place in our life in this ministry and in the assignment that God has called us to, that I am taking off every limit in my life and I'm believing God for impossible things to happen. See, saints, this book that we carry is not just a lifeless book. We don't just serve a dead God. We are not just Christians because we want to be Christians. God is going to prove Himself in our life and there are going to be tangible, supernatural miracles that are going to happen in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So one of the ways that we can get these limits in our life, I'll look at seven ways today and then on Wednesday we're going to continue and I'll show you practically how to take the limits off your life. So as I'm teaching, the prophetic word of God will be coming from time to time. Lay hold on it, receive it, believe God for it. Number one, geographical location. In the first service, we were interrupted midway when the anointing of God visited us in manifested demonstration. We prayed for people who had building projects that they would receive speed and, 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 and get it done with. You know, there are certain times that the supernatural power of God will come upon your life and enable you to do things. We don't want to cut off the miraculous from the body of Christ. There are still places for miracles, for signs and for wonders to happen. Glory to God. You know, early in the year, the Lord gave me an assignment to do something personally. Within, within the ministry to do. And it was cost, us, it was cost me a millionaire. I didn't have the money. Prayed for the, for the Lord. Believed in it. 
And I'll tell you how the money came in. Very miraculous. I had this minister, we, 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 we had a different view concerning something, concerning full-time ministry. He feels pastors should work and earn money so they will not bother the church. I mean, that's, that's his view. And he was teaching it with Paul. And I mean, they use one example of Paul to teach uh, a doctrine. I mean, Paul says he made tents. Paul didn't make tents all his life. He made tents at the point because the church didn't support him. And Paul also said, I robbed the Corinthian church to minister to you. And Paul said in Philippians chapter 4 verse, 9, verse 13 downwards, I received the gift you bought from Epaphroditus. It's not a model. I mean, if you teach that, that Paul made tents and became a pastor, so no pastor should be full-time, well, Paul didn't marry. Then why are you celebrating the office of a first lady? See, these are inconsistent theologies by people who haven't studied the word of God well. So I wrote up something and put it on, and then he wrote something also. It was divergent view. So, um, so he blocked me. He blocked me on, 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 on social media. So he reached out to me. To, to, that was like two years ago. And he reached out to me earlier this year and said, Well, I like what God is doing in your life. I really appreciate what God is doing. I said, Well, I, I thank God for what God is doing in your life also. And then he says, uh, I feel led of the Lord to, to, to just partner with you and, and, and bless what you're doing. I said, Okay, I send him the account. Guess how much he sent? One million. If God wants to supply your needs, he will not use someone who blocked you. That cannot be natural. Oh, come on. I said, that cannot be natural. That can only be what? A supernatural. And we got, the, we got the funds. Did what the Lord asked me to do. And that anointing is coming upon your life. That even places you've been rejected, job applications you've been turned off, contracts you've put in that you've been turned off, there is something coming upon you in this service that's going to be a reversal, and from unexpected sources, you are going to receive favor. Did I get an amen on that? Got to put your faith out, put your faith out, put your faith out, put your faith out, lash on on these words, because they're going to work. I tell you, they are going to work. There are few seasons in my life where the anointing of God is strong on my life to get needs met. And this is that moment. You put your faith on the line and you get the results. Glory to God. So I say again, that from unexpected sources, God is going to supernaturally cause supplies to come to you. Financial supplies, supplies where jobs is concerned, and the favor of God. Something is going to happen in this church. In the next couple of days, there will be rapid succession of miracles upon miracles upon miracles upon miracles. And the favor of God is going to search through our house. And people are going to move to the next level of their work with God. Number one, geographical location. We place limits in our life by geographical location. Places are powerful in people's mind and what they achieve. Places are powerful in people's mind and what they achieve. If you don't believe you would prosper in this land, you will not prosper. I don't care how many prayers you pray. I don't care how many seeds you sow. I don't care how many times you get up at night to pray. Your mind regarding the land is crucial. In Genesis chapter 26 and verse 2, when everyone was running from Egypt, God told Isaac, he says, do not go down to Egypt. Everyone was running to Egypt. He said, don't go down. I'll be with you in this land. Give me that scripture quickly. Genesis chapter 26 and verse 2. The Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to, to Egypt. Stay in the land of which I tell you. 
Stay in the land of which I tell you. You've got to believe. Take those geographical limitations out of your mind. That if you are in Nigeria, there's levels of prosperity you will not be able to walk in. That's a lie from the devil. God did not create us. Listen. God did not create over how many million of us so that we all go to another country. That's not God's ultimate plan. Go wherever you want to go. But in this land, we will prosper, we will increase, we will thrive. Is somebody saying amen? Somebody planning to go somewhere? That's going to be our reality. Listen, every, every prediction that is not of God concerning this nation is not coming to pass. I'm telling you, every prediction that is not of God concerning this country, I don't care what your political party is, is not going to come to pass. Nigeria belongs to God. She will thrive. She will increase. She will prosper. And we will be part of that prosperity. Glory to God. Geographical limitation. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 4 to 7. God had to deal with the children of Israel as they went into captivity in Babylon. Jeremiah chapter 29. This is the one I like. Verse 4 to 7. Hallelujah. Man, my faith is, is, is pumped up. I, I want to see some things that can only be the hand of God. Come and I said, I want to see some things that can only be the hand of God. Is anyone with me in these things? I want to see some things happen in my life that I will not attribute to any man, but I can give the glory to God alone. I want to see some finances move into my life that can only be God. Glory to God. You know, sometimes you can say, give me the scripture, Jeremiah 29 and verse 4. You know, sometimes you can always say, you know what? You know, oh God, if you can release a destiny helper my way, what stops you from being the destiny helper? What stops you from being the one who helps others? Praise God. I mean, saints, I'm taking limits off my life. I'm believing God for the impossible. You know, there was a time I was, you know, there was a time I was saying, you know what, having one car is okay, you know, it's just fine. After all, we're not going anywhere, you know, until you get into the car and you want to start and it doesn't start. You know, that, that is a good lie, but it can also be a limit on God. So I'm taking the limits of God. We can do two cars, we can do three cars, praise God. And we're also taking the limits of God. We're not just going to be receivers of cars, we're going to bless people with cars. Come and I said, we're going to bless people with cars. Yes, I said it. We have to take every limit of God so we don't stop what God wants to bring into our life. And I'm ready to end this year with the greatest miracles that we've ever seen as a local church. Financially, materially, in the name of Jesus, there's going to be the sound of breakthrough in our house. Glory to God. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles, whom I've sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. God is sending them to Babylon. You're going on exile. Look at the instruction God gave them. Build houses. They're going to be here for only 70 years. God has to deal with their mind. Don't go there and feel what? Oh, we are in exile. We can't do so much. We're only here for 70 years. God says, no, go with the mind of someone who's going to build. Come on, I said, go with the mind. See, you've got to change that mind that you will die in a rented apartment. Did I talk to someone? I mean, I think the first service people were more receiving than you guys. Are you guys here? I'm not teaching today. I'm prophesying into your life. You better receive this. 
You better take a hold of it. I said, there are people in this place, you're not going to die in a rented apartment, you're going to own your house. I said, you will own your house. You will own your house. And when I mean owning your house, I'm not saying a bachelor. You will own your own house. We've dedicated babies and babies, and we will still dedicate babies. Now, we will dedicate houses. Built for by the Lord. Built by the Lord. You've got to have an ownership mindset. Glory to God. And I'll make a statement of faith right here. We believe in God for another four to five plots of land on this island because the Lord had spoken to me supernaturally. We will have a Bible school on this island where people are going to come and be trained by the Lord. And we're not calling it KDCC Bible School. We're calling it Bonnie Island Theological Seminary. We want to put the name of this island on the map of this world for the word of God. And we're going to get it done. Glory to God. Yeah, we're going to get it done. Man, I've been dealing with the Lord. About, the Lord has been dealing with me about it for the last three months. I'm like, Lord, that's not an assignment that I want to take. Be reluctant to accept it. Because I'm looking like, where will the funds come from? How are we going to get it done? But then the Lord says, well... Get it done. Take the limits off. Believe God for the money. Believe God for the money. And we are believing for millions of Naira to get that done. And listen, my faith is off the hook. We will get it done. (laughs) We will get it done. We will get it done. Because our assignments on this island will not be complete until we have a place where we can train the next ministers, you know, the next generation of ministers. This place will not only be known for oil and gas. It will be known for one of the finest Bible institutions that will ever be in this nation. We will get it done. We will get it done. It says build houses. Live in them. Plant gardens. Eat their produce. Take wives. Don't just marry one. Get another one. Don't marry another wife. Your first wife will kill you. Okay, but you know this time they were allowed to marry many. God, can you imagine... People are going to back, going to exile and going saying, get some women. <laughs> get wives. You know, you can go to exile and just say, oh, well, I'm just in exile. Let me marry one. No, God says, no. Live as you will live in your own nation. Don't hold back. Come and tell your neighbor, don't hold back. Don't say, I said, you should go and marry another woman. Don't, don't say, that, that place touched me again. Repeat it, pastor. <laughs> go away from me, you workers of iniquity. Do you understand that? But you see, God, God had to deal with your mind. He said, and become the fathers of sons and daughters. And take wives for your sons. And give your daughters to husbands. That you may bear sons and daughters. And multiply there. Come on, everyone. Let's read the last instruction together. One, two, three, go. And do not decrease. Whew, how, how our God thinks. He sends you to exile and says, don't think decrease there. How do you go to another person's nation and your thinking increase? He says, don't decrease. It's like God is commanding them. See, you guys are going to exile, but you don't decrease. See, anything that is going down in your life right now is coming back up. Businesses that are going down, they are coming back up. Jobs that are going down are coming back up. Sales that are going down are coming back up. You are not decreasing. In the name of Jesus, increase is your portion. Glory to God. We're not going down. We're going over. We're triumphing. We are flourishing because the power of God is causing it to come to pass.
Get ready for increase. Prepare for increase. Enlarge your territory for increase. Glory to God. Take away geographical limitations. Don't think I can't achieve this because I'm a Nigerian. I can't get this because I'm a Bonia, in, in Bonia Island. Stop saying you cannot get a job if you don't know someone. That's a statement of unbelief. Take that thing out of your mouth. Trash it. You know God. I said you know God. I said you know God. Oh, this is Nigeria. Nothing can move. Except somebody is moving it for you. Well, I have good news for you. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is making some movements on my behalf. And while I sleep, he's causing angels to be on my case. Glory to God. Nothing that I deserve will be denied me. No miracle that I deserve will be denied me. No job that I deserve will be denied me. Got one of our service team members who was, was working somewhere. And while he was working there, a job came, gave him, gave him another offer that was double his salary. Because God wants increase. Come on, I said, God wants increase. You didn't hear me. I said, God wants you to increase. And let me tell you, it doesn't matter the level of increase you have gotten right now. Get ready for some more increase. Because we're going to take this whole thing to another level. Glory to God. Number two, the words of those in authority over us can limit us. Our pastors, there are some pastors who curse people. Hmm? They leave their church, they will curse you. Everything, they release curses. Your spouse, your, 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 your husband can speak words that limit you. Your wife, your mentors, your parents. Some of you have parents who called you all kinds of names and that has become a reality. Reuben spoke, um, uh, uh, Jesus, um, Jacob spoke over Reuben. He says, you are stable as water. You will not excel. And Moses was about to go. So you shall live and not die. Your men will not be few. The power of those words were broken. And I speak over your life this morning. In the name of Jesus. Whatever curse words have been spoken over you. Over your jobs. Over your marriage. Over the things you are doing. You will live and not die. Those words are broken in the name of Jesus. Come on. I said curse words are broken in the name of Jesus. By the spirit of God. Your moment of increase is here. Church get ready. We are going to harvest miracles in this last three months. Oh yeah, I tell you, things are going to happen. Oh, things are going to happen. 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 The anointing of God is going to cause things to happen. Number three, the narratives we constantly hear. The narrative we listen to and imbibe through media. Hmm? Social media, traditional media. Keep looking at the inflation figures. Keep looking at marriages that are not settled. Keep looking at people that are divorcing. Those things can set narratives in our mind and place limitations. That's why we say, be careful of social media. It's not as if we want to limit your adult rights. We're saying, be careful of what you feed your spirit. Let me tell you. I mean, sometimes we say this, but it doesn't matter how 
the economy goes, the plans of God will never be stopped. Oh yeah. I said the plans of God will never be stopped. The plans of God will never be stopped. That includes God's plans for you. How many of you know there are people who are going to build this year? There are people who are going to own cars this year. And they are going to do it legitimately. There are people who are going to get to the next level of their work with God this year. And you can be one of those people. Stop studying inflation figures. Go and study what the word of God says concerning your increase. Renew your mind where supernatural provisions are concerned. The narrative we constantly hear and listen to and imbibe through media can limit us. What you constantly put in your face can limit you. You know, I walk in the blessing of God today in my life and I didn't grow up like this. You know, sometimes it's a struggle. Sometimes I struggle trying to describe to my youngest daughter how life can be something she doesn't understand. You know, have you ever talked to somebody who is a bit wealthy and they really cannot understand when you describe certain situations how possible that is? That's how it is with my daughter. She does not understand, for instance, she does not understand why some people don't have cars. She, as she grows, she will, but for now she does not have an idea why. Right? And while I was growing up, my own idea was everybody should not have a car because there were a few people who had a car. The first car my father had, very funny. The, 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 the radio, the stereo wasn't working. So we had to take a radio from the house. When we were traveling to the village, we take a radio from the house and put it in between the gear and the dashboard, you know, with batteries. And that's how we play. And myself and my brother were very embarrassed because we know that's not how cars are supposed to function. You don't buy a car and then carry radio from the house and battery. Praise God. You know, there were days in our house hmm, when the Eba was almost getting bad. They would now boil it and boil it and boil it and boil life back into the Eba. Eh? And then the soup is almost having some foams. Hmm? They will warm it, warm it, warm it dry and scrape the top, remove all the foam and warm life back into it. But you know, Till I die for the rest of my life, that can never happen anymore. It can never happen. It can never happen. That I passed that face long, long time ago. That same anointing is at work in your life. Because some of you, your stories is about to shift. I said your stories practically is about to shift. You're going to look back at your life and say, Hey, I was there, but I'm no longer there. Because an anointing of supernatural shift is coming on your life. And it's going to move your life from one extreme end to the other. It's going to happen by the Spirit of God. Number four. Religious perceptions. Thought as the commandment of God. Mark 7.13 Mark 7.13 says you teach the traditions of men as a commandment of God. There are certain religious perceptions that can place limitations on your life. Huh? For instance, say you invalidate the word of God by your tradition which you have handed down. For instance, always say, oh, a Christian cannot be a politician but meanwhile in you is the seed of a governor. That can limit you. That can limit you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It can limit you. 
Some, some of you have been taught on courses so much. It has limited you. You always think you are cursed. You always think anytime you're about to get something, something bad happens. It's a religious limitation. Don't think that way. You see, one of the things I'm grateful for in my life that God helped me was to develop faith in ministry. Yeah. And I'm telling you, to believe God for resources to do what God has asked me to do. And, and you had, I had to learn it. How to trust God. Let me tell you, I've been a pastor for many years. 13 years. I pastored, this year will make it 13 years. I got into full-time ministry January 1st, 2007. Finished my NYC August 2006. So between August and January, so I was praying, trusting the Lord to get clear direction. January 1st, 2007, I got into full-time ministry. And I'm telling you, in ministry, you would have many people promise you many things. That's why some pastors can be very bitter. People look at you and say, ah, don't worry, don't, ah, don't, no, 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 don't consider it done. <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's the fulfillment of the promise. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you don't learn how to trust God to meet your needs, your ministry will be under the, under the, the armpits of some people. So, until you go, hmm? Until they go, you won't go. Until you come, you won't come. You have to. And I want you to move your life to that state. You can't, you can't be alive. Right? And until an uncle looks upon you favorably, things don't move. You are saying that he's your destiny helper. You are not a robot. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm dealing with religious perception. I want to deal with that theology. That theology of destiny helper. Eh? Remove it from your head. It's limiting you. It's limiting you. How can your whole life be tight? If the man dies, what happens? Think that way. Eh? As you are now, your God just connected your whole life to one of your uncles. You are almost worshipping him because if the man calls you now that you should come, you will leave the service. Regardless of the anointing, regardless of it, you know that you won't pay rent if you don't move. You think that's a, that's a good life? That's not a good life. That's not the life that God has ordained for us. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God doesn't just want you to have a destiny helper. God wants you to be the one that helps people. He says, I will bless you and you shall be a blessing. You are the seed of Abraham. You are the heir of Christ. Are you following what I'm saying? Come on, are you following what I'm saying? When people help you, they will be moved by the favor of God to help you. Glory to God. Are you here? When people give to you, they will be moved by the favor of God to give to you. Not out of pity. That's why sometimes, even as ministers of the gospel, we must not present God as a pitiable God. That's how we teach that makes God look very pitiable. That if people don't respond, things cannot be done. See, ministers must learn. Let me tell you, God can fund whatever he needs to fund from anywhere he needs to get it done. Hallelujah. I preached in Ghana four, four times. For, I go there every year. 
before the COVID. I preached there four times. I went there this last June. It was COVID period. I preached, I preached less. Most times when I go, I'm preaching everywhere. I preached less. Preach in, maybe preached three times, two, two services, and one Sunday, two Sunday services or something. I mean, I got the highest offering I've ever gotten from the nation in all the four years. If you had what I've been getting for the four years and what I got during this COVID period was higher, way higher. It was like I went somewhere else to preach. And it was the first time I finished preaching and then someone takes me to the boutique and buys four suits for me, buys, I mean, the, the guy buys, I mean, he's not a member of the church, it's this guy, I finished preaching. Then I, fin- I stepped down. And then he brings his phone, he's showing me suits, he's showing me suits, so you know how it gets minister, you just want to be. I said, oh, wow, lovely, lovely. He says, which one do you like? It was never in my mind. So I just said, oh, no, maybe I just took one. He said, no, I want you to choose four. Drove me down to the boutique, bought four suits. He was like, would you like to wear one on Sunday? I said, uh, maybe. He said, what will you need to wear it? I said, I didn't come with a white shirt. He said, oh, I should take as many white shirts as I want. You know, that's where also your poverty mindset will not come. And I say, give me baskets. <laughs> you know, so I took only one. So, and then he says, okay, buy a shoe to wear it. And the guy buys everything that I need for me. It's the first time. And it's during COVID. I've been preaching where there was no pandemic. And he never bought a handkerchief for me. And I preached during COVID. And he bought four suits. I get into Lagos. And somebody says, go to somewhere. Pick up something. I pick up the parcel. I've got two suits in there. COVID. It's almost like saying, can you stay a bit? I don't think that COVID-19 should, should affect the increase we experience. I don't think COVID-19, because God factored it in the plan. He knew we would be in a year like this. And even in the year like this, God is saying, do not decrease. Oh, come on, do not decrease. Do not decrease. Do not decrease. By December 31st, when you look back, this year is going to be better than all your other years put together. Because the hand of the Lord is going to come upon you. Glory to God. I don't believe our ministry should go down. We got the highest single offering we've ever gotten in eight years. This year in the ministry. Praise God. We can't share all the testimonies from the pulpits because that's not the essence. But we are not going down as a ministry. If, if you hear all those things that our churches were affected during this COVID, you know, don't count us among. We're not part of that statistics. We don't find ourselves in those numbers. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's like you're going to check for exam. They now say, people that failed are here. People that passed are here. Then you are now walking to this site. It's because you know your name will be there. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Say, so let me check there. Then from here, we move. I will move to this side. That, that means you know that you have the possibility of failing. This ministry, COVID does not touch it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know, literally, literally, this is not a statement of faith. Literally, we grew during that COVID period. When church came back, we had more people join us. True. We had more people join us. Yeah. Uh, downloads went up. I mean, in the last nine months, we've had 17,000 downloads of our messages. Our mailing list went up. We have like six, we have close to 600 people every week that receives our audio. So those people don't download. They just download directly from WhatsApp. Telegram channel is about 650 
50 something people that are on telegram I mean everything went off don't accept this general failure being passed around it's not part of yours don't have a discussion about it you are not in that list are you hearing what I'm saying when the Bible says all things are working together for your good you can include the pandemic We pray it goes away. We trust God for it to end. But it's not affecting our zeal. It's not affecting what God has called us to do. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know, when we're scheduling meetings to go to the nations, and people say, ah, no, this is not the safest time to travel. Then where should I travel? I'm not playing safe with my life where the gospel is concerned. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm not saying you should. I'm just telling you my own life. with long life he will satisfy us and show us his salvation you know you are living long right come and I say you know you are living long right there is no disease in your body today that will terminate you that disease is terminated in the name of Jesus glory to God Persistent failure. Things that can limit us. We're looking at signs of limitation on Wednesday. Please make sure you are in the service on Wednesday. Or make sure you hook up online. Be part of it. Luke 5 5. It says, We have toiled all night. And we've caught nothing. There's some of us that that's a picture of our life. Work and work and work. You can't still pay school fees. You work and work and work. You can't still pay rent. You work and work and work. You can't still eat good food. That story is changing. I thought someone heard me. I said, that story is changing. Praise God. Look at it. It says, Master, we've worked hard all night and caught nothing. When you fail in certain things persistently, you resign your faith and say, you know what? I don't think... I don't think this is my lot in life. Don't accept what God has not given to you. You know, even when you are, even when you are increased, believe God for more. Hmm? Believe God for more. Because you can do more. I remember when I used to believe God to give certain offerings. Huh? I remember the first day I believed God to give 10,000 as an offering. Ah, that day was Christmas. Although it was October. I remember the conference. It was a conference of Nkola was coming to preach in Abuja. I, I was in youth service then. I went to the meeting. Wrote a check of 10,000. When I dropped it in the offering plate. Ha, ah, Jesus. I didn't need a harvest from God. The joy alone was harvest. And then the Lord began to increase us. And the Lord began to stretch us. And the Lord began to increase us. You see, let me tell you something. When you see people say, I've given so, so, and so money to the Lord. I've given so, and so money. You see, you must realize that if someone gives such an amount to the Lord, it's a huge sacrifice. Because there are many things that clamor for your attention. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And, and I, I am personally believing the Lord for an offering that I want to give at the end of the year to the Lord. I'm, I'm trusting the Lord for it. And I felt, 
I've given this amount for a very long time. I want to do something higher. I want to do something extra. Taking the limits of your offerings. Taking the limits of your, your giving. You know, today we struggle with 10%. It's a shame. We struggle with it. And you know, there are people who will sell lands and give to God. and Bring cars and give to God. And people took that to the extreme, right? They, people, some people took that to the extreme. But at the same time, we have become so cautious that we are stingy. You know, that's, that's another extreme. You have become so cautious. Everything now is calculation, statistics. You want to give to God, you bring a abacus and pie charts and calculator, scientific calculator and manual calculator and calculate everything. When the Lord, when we, when we went on TV, the first time, when we went on TV, the first time we went on TV, I had some money in my dumb account. And then I was, the, the, the Lord just ministered to me. I got up that morning, the Lord ministered to me to send an offering to KCM. $500. And I was like, ah, okay. So I did it. I just responded and I sold it. And it was a month after that we got on TV. You see, take the limits of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In your life, there are certain spiritual instructions God will give you this, this season. Either to give or to pray. Sometimes God will tell you, stand up and pray. Pray some more. Study the word. Lock yourself up. Get into the word. You know what God is doing? God is setting you up for the next level of your engagement. It must not necessarily be giving money. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Thank you, Lord. So, persistent failure can make people place limits on their life. When they haven't done certain things, you try this, you try this, you try this, you can resign yourself to faith. But those areas of failure, God's word is coming to those areas. Do you remember that? It's, it's that? We'll talk about it on Wednesday, how to break limitations. It's that same area he got a word from God. And what happened? He got a breakthrough. That same river. That same net. Are you following what I'm saying? God says, cast. see, there's nothing wrong with where you are. There's nothing wrong with what you're doing. God's word is going to come. And it's going to remove that, that limit. See, when you work hard, it should show. When you work hard, it should reflect. There's no need working hard and there's no, no sign of it. And the truth of the matter is that some of the things that God is going to do in your life will not just be through your salary. It will be through the blessing of God. Hallelujah. Come on, I said it will be through the blessing of God. It will be through the increase of God. It will be through the favor of God. Glory to God. You know, some things happen. It's very, it's very funny how the Lord, you know, I don't really share some of these testimonies, but it's amazing. I remember, you know, I have a trip to Kenya in March, uh, in, in November, do some missions there. And uh, I wanted to buy the ticket. So it was like maybe 400 and something thousand. I wanted to buy the ticket. And then... I've gotten the money for the ticket then. It's part of our missions fund in church, actually. And uh, the day I wanted to buy the ticket, I just felt a restraint. I didn't buy it. I just didn't buy it. I did it for like two, three weeks. I just felt a restraint. I don't want to buy it. It'll just be a restraint, something. I'll just leave it. And then I woke up one morning and I just saw 24 hour sale, Kenya Airlines, 
slashed the ticket by like 40%. And ticket that was supposed to be like 450000 for a direct flight. You know, the other flights were longer. Came up to about maybe 370000 And I bought it. That's the favor of God. And I could have done that three weeks on. And then you see this and you're like, oh God. So when we say that God is going to move some things in you, some of you are going to buy landed properties for half the price. You're going, to, you're going to buy cars for half the price. You know, there are people who are going to travel out and they're going to say, you know what, we've got this car, just bring whatever you have and just take it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When I say things, is, things are going to shift in your life, shut your brain. Don't calculate how it's going to happen. Blessed is she that believeth, for there shall be a performance of those things that are spoken. Glory to God. Put your faith out there. Because by the time you calculate your salary and calculate what you are believing God for, your faith will fail. It will just cut rope. <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying? Just put your faith in there and allow God be God. There are things I'm believing God for now. I can't even mention from here, but I'm believing God for them. I want to put my faith on the highest edge. Put it at the cutting edge. This thing has to work. This thing has to produce. This thing, because if we look at the rates we're going and the assignment God has on our head, we can't do it with the trickles that are coming in. We need to move into the flood stage of finances. Praise God. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I was talking with a pastor the other day, two, two days ago, and, and, and I was talking with him and the Lord said, tell him you come to his church and help him. For two years, Every year you come help him and you will pay the, t- you will pay the ticket. So I told him what the Lord said. I told him what the Lord said. He was surprised. He was surprised. I mean, there are young church that need help. And the Lord says, well, tell him you'll be there. Next year and, the year, the, the, and you will pay your own way there. They just get the meeting ready because I want you to help that church. That's, that's an extra assignment that God has put in our hands. And we have to get it done. Now imagine I come to church on Sunday and I say, well, I'm going to Kenya, ticket is 450 Well, the Lord has asked me to go preach for somebody else. Uh, ticket for those two meetings is 600000 to, You are going to say, who, who sent you? Will you not say that? I mean, you want us to reach the nations, right? Well, I say, just stay here. At least we want you to preach. We are not saying you should go anywhere. Let them download the messages. So you say that, listen, every one of us need to take the limits of God so we can get our assignment done. There are things the Lord is putting in your heart right now that will require finance. Listen, some, for some wives, the Lord is putting assignment in your heart that the money God wants you to put in that thing, you can't even ask your husband for it. I mean, imagine the Lord tells you, well, I want you to send maybe so, 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 so amount to this orphanage and be of a blessing to them. And all your husband's salary is that amount for one year. How will you ask him? Are you hearing what I'm saying? You've got to use your faith for that. You've got to use your faith for that. Persistent failure. When you have tried things and they are not working, don't accept that this is how my life is. That's not how your life is. Don't describe your life by your last failure. God is about to do a new thing. I said God is about to do a new thing. The next one, past experience, Judges 11. Listen, the God of this Bible is true. He will cause miracles to walk in our life. He will cause the favor of God to walk in our life. Hallelujah. 
Judges 11 verse 1. Uh, uh, jo- um, Gid- uh, what's his name? Jephthah was described uh, as a valiant man. But he now said, but he was the son of a harlot. How many of you like, would like me to call you up this morning? Say, well, brethren, I want to present our brother to you. He's a very good drummer. He's a good keyboardist. He's a good singer. Uh, but he's the son of a harlot. But that's how Jephthah was introduced. What can limit us? Past experiences. Hmm? Wrong choices. Wrong upbringing. Sinful conduct. You've done something you're not proud of. You've done something you feel guilty of. It can become a limit. The enemy makes you feel, well, you don't deserve this because of what you've done. But I tell you this morning, if God has forgiven you, then it's time to forgive yourself and get into the future. It's time to forgive yourself and walk in the newness of life. Maybe you were raped. Maybe you had a very terrible experience. Maybe you had an abusive relationship. Maybe you are a single parent. And all your dreams were crushed when you had your child. It's time to move ahead. It's time to go forward. It's time to make progress. Are you hearing what I'm saying? These things can limit us. Past experience. Hearts from the past. And it just some of us want to live our lives to pay for the sins we have committed. That's how my life is. Anybody send me. We just, we just feel it's okay. We can live in luck. We can, we, can, we can just be down and out. And it's okay. We deserve it. But you see, the blood of Jesus washes us and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And he makes us the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus so we can have a great life. We're not paying for our sins anymore. Jesus did that. Somebody say amen. Let your wrong choices not place a limit in your life. You made a mistake. Walk away from it. Trust God for a new life. You know, people say, I used to have money before until I made this mistake. And you always feel that they cannot get back to that state. No. The Lord says the years that the canker worm and the palmer worms have eaten, I would restore unto me. God is in the restoration business. Come on, I said, God is in the restoration business. And someone in this service, that's going to be your story. Because God is about to restore everything that was lost back to you in the name of Jesus. And when God restores it, it's not going to be like it was before. It'll be better, it will be bigger it will be brighter because God is involved in it, glory to God God is in the restoration business, I believe God you see, the greatest things I want to see in this church is God take people from nothing and make them something, I want to see God work in the life of people move people to the next level are you hearing what I'm saying, I believe that the anointing of God in my life is strong enough to cause a shift in the life of people and take them from nothing and make them someone in life because he did it for me there's, there's no one There's no one who can take credit for the increase that's in my life. God used people, but no one can say, Hey, if I wasn't there, this wouldn't have happened. No. A thousand times no. Oh yes, a thousand times no. Because I've seen God bless me in strange ways. I remember one day, I was to travel, I was to go preach. Well, as a matter of personal policy, I don't Talk about my needs to anybody. I just mentioned stuff we need to do in church in that all. I, I was to go preach. I was travel out. I don't know where I was going to, but I was to go somewhere. 
And uh, I needed maybe 100 or 200 dollars just to hold or something. And I went to preach in our Podako church. We're just starting Podako church there. So I'll preach here and then go there in the evening. We were only eight in the service that day. Eight or seven. That's when we just started. Seven people. I finished preaching. Didn't mention anything about the trip. Didn't say anything about it. And a guy walks up to me. I says, oh, pastor, I was so blessed by your message. I, I, I really, I just want to bless you. Puts an envelope in my hand. You know, I've learned something. When people give you seeds, pray for them first. Because when you take a look at it, sometimes, you know, I mean, you just feel this is my, you say 15, my running hand there. <laughs> you know, so I just prayed. Well, just, just joking. But I prayed for him and then I went, went to the hotel room, opened the envelope, $200. Exactly what I needed. In the currency that I needed it. What's the probability that out of seven people, one person has $200? When I just left the church of about 150 people and there was no $100. That's God. Come and I said, that's God. I mean, I've got testimonies. Some of these things you hear, we, we've, I've got testimonies. Time was to go to the U.S. Was to go for a meeting, the Lord supernaturally. I mean, the Lord, I was in a dream. I, I'll tell you this, I don't know if I've shared this testimony before. I was in a dream and the Lord showed me a minister, you know, prayed for me and everything. And I told my friend about it and I said, I think the Lord wants me to go for this meeting. And I was like, okay, let's pray about it. So I said, next year I'll plan about it. That's the limit, right? I said, I'll plan about it next year. Two, week, two days later, he was doing morning devotion. I said, why they were doing the morning devotion? The Lord told him to buy a ticket for me. And he was to buy a ticket for me. It was a Delta Airlines. He was to buy a ticket for me. And then he bought the premium ticket. That you could relax more. Direct flight to the US. Sends me the ticket. Paid for. And I was like, okay, God, how am I going to pay for my accommodation and everything? How am I going to sort this out? And I finished service here one day and I was talking to someone. I don't know who I was talking to, but I was like, oh, I'm going to be away. I'm not going to be around uh, for so and so period. I'm traveling. I I want to attend a meeting. And he says, oh, I have a thousand dollars that I'm not using. I'd like to just bless you and sow it with you. And who has a thousand dollars that he is not using except God is working on somebody's life? And then he sends that money to me. My accommodation was paid for. I get into U.S., go for the meeting, Kid Butler's church. What a faith church in Michigan. And get into the meeting. I took Uber down. And uh, I took Uber down. And, and then, you know, I didn't have their phone. So I, did, I used the internet at, 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 the, at the hotel. So when I got to the church, I was to go out. And I discovered, oh, I don't have internet to so call Uber. So I'm, I saw a lady. I'm like, oh, sorry, please. You know, I want to go here. And I don't have an Uber. So he said, oh, okay. I'll get somebody. I think I know somebody who drives around that area. Con- Connects me to a guy I call Uncle Gibbard. And Uncle Gibbard drives me. Solid car. Drives me down to my hotel. He says, he's, 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 the guy is old. Right? Old, maybe 60 something years. He says, you know what? I'm going to drive you every morning, every evening, every day, all through this conference is over. And the guy comes to my hotel, drives me every day. Listen, I go to that meeting, I know nobody. Drives me every single day till the conference is over. The last day of the conference, the Sunday, I was in the meeting. Finished... And he says, would you like to go for lunch? I said, okay, not a problem. A lady there, a lady was sitting across, saying, were you taking him for lunch? Say yes. Oh, okay. Uh, can I join you guys? We go, and then we sit in the table. We're eating. And then the lady says, I've been praying for three years to bless someone from Africa. And I feel you're the person, and I want to bless you. Hands me a check, $1,500. And I said, I, I'm traveling tomorrow morning. Don't clap. I'm traveling tomorrow morning. I can't cash this check. I'm leaving tomorrow morning. 
And he says, okay, I'll walk with my banker. I'll rush to meet you at the airport. I'll hand you cash. And then he goes, she goes, and he says, while I was sleeping in the night, the Lord asked me to give you another $500. She comes to the airport, gives me $2,000. And Uncle Giba drops me off at the airport. When, I'm, when he's leaving, he puts an envelope in my hand, $1,000. I go on a mission that was sent by God supernaturally, didn't preach for anybody, didn't do anything, come back with $3,000. We're not serving a small God. Even though we don't talk about these numbers, God is a good God. He can cause the heavens to open. He can cause people in strange places to favor you. The name of Jesus is alive. We don't serve a dead God. We don't serve a dead God. He is our source and He can cause the funds to come in. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We don't say these things every day. It doesn't mean that we don't live in them. God is a big God. He's bigger than our plans. He's bigger than our, our, our goals. He's bigger than our dreams. If we dare trust in Him, He can cause miracles to flow in our life. In the numbers. Take the limits of God. Of all these people I mentioned. I didn't even tell you. The greatest testimony in that. You know, <laughs> I mean, Bishop Kid Butler is a big, big man of God. Big, big man of God. And you've got these people that were specially invited for the conference that were supposed to see him. You know, in the dream, I saw him lay hands on me. And then, so, the, the, there was a day they now announced all the pastors who were invited who relate to Bishop Kid Butler. You're meeting in his lunch room and everything. So they went. And I was going. And then this lady, charge of the partner's department, meets me. He says, hey, how, how are you? Are you enjoying the conference? I say, yes. He says, have you met Bishop yet? I said, no. He said, no, you need to meet Bishop. She holds me by the hand, gets me into the conference room, gets me to Bishop Kid Butler, and says, you know what, Bishop, this guy came from Nigeria for the conference. And I meet Bishop Kid Butler face to face. Who moved my fire? God did. God did. Come on, God is going to introduce you to people you've been thinking, listen, if I don't know this, if I don't know this, I'm not going to meet them, but the favor of God is coming upon your life right now. Doors that were shut are going to be opened. Listen, somebody needs to catch this in this service. There's supernatural introduction happening in this service in the name of Jesus. These realms are attainable. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I went in that conference, spent three days, didn't have to spend my money to eat, didn't have to do anything with my money, lived like a king. It wasn't even in my plan for the year. It wasn't even my goal for the year. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Somebody's about to step into strange favor. Oh, somebody in this church is about to step into strange favor. Somebody in this service, you are about to step into strange favor. Your business is about to take some steps higher. Listen to me, listen to me. We didn't come to this world to watch people perform. 
we didn't come to clap for great men. We're not spectators in the stadium of life. We are participators. Come on, I said we are power. Oh, somebody in this service, you need to catch this. We are participators. We didn't come here to clap for some people that are making it. Listen to me. We didn't come here to live off the crumbs of some people. We didn't come here to live like beggars and waiting for some people to eat and they can give us what's left over. The devil is a liar. God is about to sift you in the name of Jesus. We didn't come here to live off. No. The blood of Jesus is for us. We are the image of God. We didn't come here to live off the crumbs of a rich man's table. The Lord is attending to our case and is causing things to shift. I respect every man of God. I respect everybody that God is using. But I didn't come here to clap for the big men of God. I didn't come here to applaud the great man that God is using. If I was not needed, he would not have called me. But if he called me, that means there is an anointing on my life. And that anointing is going to work. That anointing is going to open doors. That anointing is going to sit me in places that I thought I'll never sit in. That anointing will cause changes in your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God didn't send me here to clap for people that are making it. God didn't send me here to, to, to just open the door for some people that are making it. The Lord called you by name. The Lord anointed you. The Lord called you to be someone. Your broad days are over with forever. The door doors of the nations are opening. The doors of cities are opening. The doors of jobs are opening in the name of Jesus. God created us to be at the mercy of someone. No, the only mercy we need is the mercy of God. And that mercy is at work in our life. Glory to God. Glory to God. John Corinthians chapter 10 verse 12. Stop comparing yourself with others stop comparing yourself with others God has a good plan for you God has a good plan for you whether you're the first born, the last born or the born that your children your, your parents didn't even want and there are some children say ah, we didn't plan for you, you are a mistake that's, that's the problem you are here now God has a plan for you Oh, come on, I said, God has a plan for you. Even if your parents didn't have a plan for you, God has a plan for you. And listen, I tell you, I tell you, something is brewing in this service. We are not comparing ourselves with others. God has a mighty plan for us, and that plan is coming to pass. God has a good plan for us, and that plan is coming to pass. Ways will limit ourselves. We're taking the limit off, because the anointing of God is in our midst. Stand on your feet. Let me step on the keyboard. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, come quickly. Lift your hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Do I have anybody who is into contracts in this service? That's what you do. You're into contract. That's what you do. If you're, if you're in this service, come quickly. The anointing of God is here. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Paratabo shakatabai. Listen, we didn't come here to look at other people. Oh, no, we didn't come here. We didn't come here to watch people. We didn't come here. We didn't come here to watch people. God can make us. God can make us. God can cause a shift in our life. God can cause a shift in our life. I like us to believe God. Come on, I like us to believe God. I like us to believe God. My God, so leva hate le mandos. 
Let's pray in the Holy Ghost for a moment. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost for a moment. Oh, somebody sing something for me. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's pray in tongues for a moment. Let's just let's just watch this water stare. Let's just watch this water stare. Let's just watch this water stare. Leko shataba ya da 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 bakasote. Lebrendo loko stele bara da 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 bakasota. Thank you, Lord. We receive everything that God asks for us. We receive everything that God asks for us. Somebody sing something for me quickly. We receive everything that God asks for us in the service. Just be patient. The anointing of God is here. There's an overflow Abundance of favor It's a new level It's a new level There's an overflow Abundance of blessings We've taken over Taking over, there's an overflow, there's an overflow, abundance of favor, abundance of faith. It's a new Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.